For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Genuinely can't tell if that's good. Hello, what's up? This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 13th of July, 2021. How the fuck are you? I'm in cans. Suck one. <sighs> that's it. That's that's it. That's all I've got to say at the moment, I reckon. Um, I am in cans. The weather is nice. It's actually quite cool. It's really nice. Um, I'm in uh, my... Uh, room at uh my friend peter james's house great uh very young man who runs uh hold up i'm gonna have a sip of tea before i do anything let me just find my center here with a cool calm and uh, refreshing sip of tea oh that's nice that is nice actually thank you yeah, I'm at uh, at Pete James's house, who's a comic, and he runs uh, Laughing Heart Comedy up here in Cairns. He's a local, and I emceed the regular Monday night last night, which was a lot of fun. Big ups to everyone in Cairns who came out to see that last night. It was actually so much fun. Just a bunch of new comics. I hadn't gigged with any of these people before, except for Pete, who I met in Brisbane a few, or like a month and a half ago. Other than that, all people I've never met, Never seen. There was, um, you know, some good acts, some new acts. There were a few um, acts who I thought was so funny. Um, but everyone's just out here doing their thing and it seems like it's a really nice community up here in Cairns. Cairns. Um, I still can't really get a hold, like a handle on this city or what it is. Uh, I did a little bit of reading today on uh, Wikipedia and like the Cairns historical fucking whatever. Wait. Oh, I thought that was going to be a better burp. <laughs> you know what? After being in a relationship for a while, I think I've gotten into the habit of really, um, like, really presenting my burps because that was a funny thing. And um, now that I'm single again, I'm like, you know what, man? Maybe don't lead with that foot. <laughs> Maybe stuff that bit of your personality back into the closet where it belongs and then don't let it out again until, you know, someone already loves you. <laughs> um, yeah, I noticed that even when, like when we were together, I was just like, I've started burping a lot more and just openly being like, da-da, here it is. You care about me. Sucked in. <laughs> Um, here's something that I read that maybe is quite revealing and personal, but I just read it now. Let me go back to my friend's page where I saw it, um, just on Instagram. 
And they posted some rules for being human handed down from ancient Sanskrit. The one that I really liked, what is it? You'll receive a body, you'll learn lessons. There are no mistakes, only lessons. Great. A lesson will repeat it. <laughs> Listen to me just like rattling off. Hey, this is fucking ancient wisdom, whatever. It's not the one that I... Um, Others are merely mirrors of you. You cannot love or hate something about another person unless it reflects something you love or hate about yourself. I think that's really interesting. And I think, I mean, I, I think that's something that is not necessarily new information, but it just kind of, it hit different today. Um, oh, do I want to talk about sex? It's quite personal, but I kind of do. I'm, maybe I don't have a good relationship with sex. All right, here's an interesting thing. So last night at the gig, I... Uh, was MCing, doing my thing, and it's getting towards the end of the show. And this lady came and sat next to me, and she was quite pretty. And and uh, she sat where I'd been sitting. And then when I walked past, she was like, "Oh, it's okay, sit down." Like in the chair next to her, she like invited me to sit next to her. And the show was still going on, but I sat next to her, and she, you know, started talking to me a little bit. And um, I, uh, you know, I was aware that the show was going on, but she was being quiet, and I was like, "It's kind of rude," but. You know, it's also nice to talk to someone and meet someone and and she was pretty, you know. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to her and uh, then a little bit later, like I kind of got, I, you know, I'm emceeing so I'm getting up and I go on stage and I do my thing and then I, um, I go back and I just like sit somewhere else because I just had something to say to someone else. So I went and sat next to them for the next little bit. And then while I was sitting there, the lady who I was talking to left. It was just towards the end of the show and she kind of packed up her stuff and left and I didn't think anything of it. And then later, I'm talking to Pete, Pete James, by the way, not Peter Jones, different Pete's. Same beautiful soul. Um, <laughs> same name, same soul, different face. <laughs> And uh, he goes, oh, what was the deal with that lady that you were talking to? Uh, and he goes, I thought something, maybe she was hitting on you or something. Was she hitting on you? Because I wasn't sure and I thought I'd just see how that played out. And I didn't think she was and I hadn't thought about it. But then Pete saying that, oh, was she? Made me go like, ah, oh, maybe she was. And this is what I think my relationship with sex for a long time has been and still is to some extent based on if someone finds me desirable then that means that I should find them desirable or I like I should have sex with them I was about to say engage in sex because <laughs> I'm trying to speak in like a I should engage in sex with them because <laughs> I'm trying to treat this topic with a degree of like dignity <laughs> but I'm almost like verging on just being an arrogant fucking cunt oh maybe i will engage in sex <laughs> like it's a business proposal anyway so yeah i think that comes from maybe i don't find myself attractive or i'm not comfortable in in thinking about my own sexuality and loving myself maybe i don't really know what that means that's just a phrase to say but yeah i think like i mean 
I've been thinking about a joke that I used to do recently. It was, um, I thought of it last night and I almost did it, but I just don't feel like I agree with it anymore. But I used to have this joke where I'd say, uh, you know, the phrase, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. You should treat others the way that you would like to be treated. So when I meet someone for the first time, I try and have sex with them because that's just how I would like people to like be to me. And then I think the next bit of the joke was something like, sometimes I think with sex, um, oh, what was it? It's something about how it's just a way to come my feelings into another person. And I've been, I've thought about that joke a bit lately. I haven't done, that's like a joke that I had five, six years ago. And I guess it's just indicative of my like really raw, unfiltered attitudes towards sex at that time. And now I'm like, I don't think of sex like that and I know what I want from sex, which is for it to be like a beautiful thing that's like a celebration. And uh, I guess I just, I I don't know. I, I guess I don't know if I've really achieved that with it yet. And maybe what that little quote that I just read is telling me is like, you know, the sex that you have is is it's it's reflection on the connection that these two people have that are having the sex or three or four or ten <laughs> i wonder if you're in an orgy if one person is uh not in a good place with themselves emotionally if that can ruin the broth you know too many cooks ruins the broth or whatever it is like if one person in an orgy <laughs> isn't going to therapy does it ruin it for everyone else or is it just like one corner of the orgy's bad? <laughs> I wonder if there are some orgies where they're like, you gotta have you gotta be going to therapy, all right, to come to this orgy. We're not gonna have any people here trying to sort out their issues with their parents at our orgy. This is a this is an emotional positivity orgy. Anyway, that's a stupid fucking idea, isn't it? Of course not. People just wanna fuck each other. People probably aren't thinking about it that much. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the world of orgies. And you know what? It scares me, actually. I don't know if I'm that interested in it. That's the thing. I'm not that... Sex is like... It's good, but I don't want to think about it too much. Because it is weird. And it's kind of creepy. People that are so into sex that they're all like, oh, I do all this stuff. And you're like, fucking... Alright, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want sex to be my whole personality, you know, tying each other up, finding out what fetishes we got, knives, guns, all this fucking stuff. I'm like, I just want to have good sex and not have to think about it too much. But maybe, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, if I'm not having good sex, it's probably something that I've got to work out for myself you know, rather than putting that on another person. And that's what that little quote said to me right then. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that interaction that I had with that girl last night because I don't know if she was hitting on me. Maybe she was. But the point shouldn't be, was she hitting on me? The point should be, well, do I want to... Am I attracted to her? Do I want to hit on her? Because... Like, if my only deciding factor in whether or not I want to sleep with someone is do they want to sleep with me, that's really indicative of a low self-esteem, isn't it? That I'm like, oh, if someone wants to sleep with me, then yes, I'll sleep with them. 
It's like, nah, man, pick who you want to sleep with. Don't just sleep with anyone who wants to sleep with you because you think that's all you can get. I feel like that's where I've been for a long time. That I'll just, if someone wants to sleep with me, great, I'll sleep with them. And I don't want to be at that. I don't want to be there anymore. I don't want to do that. So I've got to figure that out for myself. Um, it's been a good week. I'm up in Cairns. Cairns is good. I felt a little bit apprehensive going to the airport. Wasn't sure. Um, how's the last week been? What did I do on uh, on Wednesday? I did uh, hairbrush. I've done a bunch of gigs this week, man. It's been really good. Talking about the last few weeks, trying to open up more on stage and be a bit more free with the things that I say. I actually saw a comic, one of the guys last night, Caleb, I think his name was. Fucking super funny. And we were talking after the show about the way that he approaches like setting up premises and uh, like not needing everything you say to be funny and being comfortable with stuff not being funny. And then when you're setting up a premise, you know, like the premise might be I got fired from a job at the start of the year as a gardener, kind of sitting in that a little bit. That's the setup. I got fired from my job as a gardener at the start of the year. I got got fired from my job as a gardener. Fired. From being a gardener. I'm not allowed to be a gardener anymore. You know, like just to repeat it and sit in that rather than need to just give that information and then go on with like, all right, what's funny about it? It's like nothing yet. I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah, maybe I could do that a little bit more. I just, I really enjoyed how he, when he was setting up his premises when he was giving bits of information he just kind of sat in them a little bit and repeated them and allowed his natural just like the way that he is the way that he speaks and his personality to kind of come through without even needing the joke to happen yet um and he was just a very funny man i spoke to him before the show and he was a very funny man and then during the show also funny which is optimal to be funny in the show if you're funny before the show and not in the show, you're doing it the wrong way around. If you're funny in the show and not before the show, you're a robot. If you're not funny at all, then I'm I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> if you're not funny in the show and not funny before the show, are you funny? <laughs> or are you just a member of the audience and nothing else is really expected of you and actually you're doing fine. Thank you for coming. Oh. Um, yeah, did hairbrush on Wednesday, Scout Boxel and Lauren Bock. Thank you guys for having me on your show. And, uh, then after that I did, uh, Dirty Secrets, but I, at, man, at hairbrush, I really felt like I was just open and really able to react to the, the audience and be there with them. Um, had a talk to, uh, a few people about, se- oh, I've actually, oh, no, you know what? I don't want to talk about that. No, you know what? I've already said that I don't want to and now I feel like I have to because you guys are going to wonder. I had a talk to a mate the other week about um, like not wanking all the time. Not wanking all the time? Which is not wanking. <laughs> Masturbating. Still feels crass. Just not doing that. Not allowing... You know what? Actually, maybe this is important. Maybe I want to talk about sex this week. Maybe that is what's on my mind this week and that's what I need to talk about. But I have a natural resistance to talking about it because I feel like it's something that people don't want to hear about. I feel ashamed of sex 
And maybe that's why I need to talk about it. So here we go. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to talk about sex. Ah, okay. <laughs> I need my tea again. My mate was talking about sex and um, he was talking about how he doesn't jerk off and he's gone like two weeks without jerking off. And I'm like, I, I mean, I jerk off most days. And he was like, no, nah, man, I don't do it. And I guess it's it's like, um, I wrote about it in my diary yesterday. It's almost like treating the sexual urge as something to be gotten rid of, like masturbating as a way of eliminating anxiety. It's like, okay, so what's my thoughts when I'm going to masturbate? Masturbate, wank, jerk off. What word do I want to use here? I hate all the fucking ways that people try and say it to make it sound funny. Jerking the gherkin. It's like, that's not funny. And I can tell that you're uncomfortable. You know, the other day when I was flicking me bean. <laughs> it's like no one thinks that that's funny. You're saying it for yourself and I'm uncomfortable now because you've said it like that. The other day when I was bloody, bloody giving me monkey a bit of a wallop. Ugh. You suck and you're a coward and you're weak. Um, so uh, let's stick with masturbating. <laughs> Can you tell how uncomfortable I am? I wonder if you guys are so... Also, I noticed actually, this is funny. Last week, I obviously spoke about the breakup, my the breakup of me and my girlfriend on the podcast and it was, you know... And I made that the focus of the podcast and that's what the title was about and I was talking about that a lot and uh, I kind of knew that it was going to get a lot of listeners and it has. It's, I'm on over 80, which is big numbers for one week's, you know, like the normally the week following, like normally by this point in the week, last week's podcast is on, I know I say I have 54 listeners, normally it's on about 60, 70. This week... Last week's podcast is on like 82 at the moment. So as big numbers, and I knew it was going to be big numbers because that's like, a, I guess my relationship with the content of this podcast is a little bit fraught because on one hand, I'm glad that people are listening because I want people to listen and thank you guys for listening, by the way. But on the other hand, I'm a little bit like resentful of the fact that what it takes for people to listen to this podcast is for me to have a tumultuous moment in my personal life. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great that you're listening, but I can't break up with someone every week, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, where were the fucking other like 20 to 30 people who listened last week? Where are you been? Hey, Because there's an argument to be made that those people are just listening because they want to check in on me and see that I'm okay. These are people who care about me. And I'm like, all right, well, it's easy to care about me when I'm in the middle of a breakup. Where's you caring about me the week before when I was talking about art? (laughs) Where are you looking at that podcast about art and going, you know what? This is arguably more of a red flag if he's talking about art for fucking 45 minutes. Something's definitely up. And you know what? It was up because the week that I was talking about art, I was thinking about the breakup because i that's what I was about to go and do that night. And you 48 people who listen to that episode about art, you're the real fans. You're the real 54. <laughs> if you didn't listen to it, 
<laughs> well, I would still thank you for listening. Actually, I'm not going to lash out at you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to anyone who's been listening. Maybe a good way to promote this podcast, which is something that I keep coming back to, would be to try and sabotage my own happiness more, you know? Because uh, I... Maybe I don't know if I if the breakup was me doing a good thing or sabotaging my own happiness, but let's say it was sabotaging my own happiness. Well, got a lot of listeners on the pod, didn't it? So maybe I could do something this week that's counterproductive to my own happiness and then talk about it on the podcast and more people would tune in. There's just definitely a ceiling to that though because there's only a certain number of people who actually care about my personal life. Anyway, I've gotten off topic. I was talking to my friend about wanking. Masturbating. And uh, when I am about to, I guess the series of thought, I often do it in the afternoon when I've not got much to do or when I've got something to do but I'm procrastinating. And the thought kind of pops in my head that I could do it and I know it'll feel good. And not even that it'll feel good, but it'll just relieve some sort of tension. But often the tension is there because. I know I'm procrastinating or for some other reason. It's like anxiety about something. And so rather than face the thing that I'm anxious about, I'll go, well, I can just get rid of the anxiety by by masturbating. God, that feels gross. Jerking off. I'm caught between the three. Wanking, jerking off, masturbating. I don't know, man. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I just know that can relieve the tension, right? So I just, I'll like, oh, okay, well, I'll do that and it'll kill like half an hour because I'll have a shower afterwards. And then um, and then I will have successfully procrastinated for a bit longer, fill that space that I could have been, should have been doing stuff, but I'll fill it with another activity and I won't feel anxious anymore because I've had an orgasm. But it's like, that's not, yeah, that's bad. That's bad that's counterproductive behavior and uh, I don't want to be doing that. And then also just the idea that the sexual urge arising in me is something to be afraid of or something to be banished from the body is not a good attitude to have because I want to be embracing sex. And the way my friend put it was he's like, I'm saving, I mean, he put it in a pretty crass way. He was like, I'm saving the dick. <laughs> I'm saving the dick to give it to a girl. <laughs> the level of freedom in that, isn't that something to aspire to? I can't. <laughs> I don't know if I can I don't know if I can seriously like talk like that. Bro, I'm saving the dick for the girl, man. When I <laughs> Really? I'm saving my dick. <laughs> like it's a present like hey here you go sweetheart <laughs> I saved you some <laughs> like it's a leftover KFC or something oh sweetie I saved you some of this look at that <laughs> nice nice and saved for you pent up even god but there is something to be said about like you know if you know that the only way you're going to come is uh, through like meeting someone and having sex with them, then you're going to be, there's like a little bit of masculine energy that's going to be just sitting in your body and you are going to embody that, you know, rather than embodying the energy of someone who as soon as a, a thought of sex arises within them, they're like, oh, get it out. 
Suddenly I'm scared of sex. I don't want to be scared of sex. I want to embrace it. And um, I just feel like, I guess the reason I'm thinking about this is because I feel like my attitudes towards sex in a way contributed to the ending of my last relationship, which I'm sad about. I wish that it didn't have to end. I feel like it did have to end. But I hope that something like that doesn't happen again. And maybe in order to address that, I need to address my attitudes towards sex. Because if I'm walking around scared of my own sexual desires and urges and then expecting to just get into a relationship with someone and have that fear and repression go away... I'm kind of kidding myself, aren't I? All right. Fuck. Well, that's some pretty good stuff, isn't it? What else did I do last week? I got my photos back. The photo for this week is going to be... I got my photos back from uh, my homie Christian, who uh, is going to be... Is my photographer for this... feels cool to say. For the special, the project that I'm putting together, my photographer is uh, Christian Lukasik, my artist is uh is fuck i've forgotten his name camilo um refuse is like his art name on instagram my editor is sal hicks do i have anyone else working on it not really those are the three i got three i got a team of three people working on my shit and 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 stupid old studios and all those guys over there filming it very exciting um so I got the photos back from Christian that we went to take those photos last weekend, like a week and a half ago, and they look so sick. I'm also using one of them as the like the image, the base image for my new poster for the new show, which will be called Passing Time, which I'll hopefully be um, kind of organizing those dates for Perth and kind of setting those in stone and then hopefully Adelaide in the next month or so. Um yeah, I'm working on the poster. The show concept is there. Once I record this special, I'm going to be having some like afternoon shows in Melbourne where I work out the full hour for the new show. Super excited about all that stuff. Um, but the picture for this week on the podcast is going to be one of the images um, with a little bit of deep dream effects on it. One of the images that uh, Christian took when we were on the V-line that is the, the image that I want to use this week is going to be the image that will be the basis of... Um, the fifth image for the special. Anyway, I don't know. You'll fucking, you'll see when it comes out. I can't wait. Um, also, if you're in Cairns or if you know anyone in Cairns, I think we've got 16 tickets left for the show tomorrow. Um, very exciting about that. Exciting, excited, whatever about that show. Um, went on ABC Radio in Cairns yesterday. Big ups to Kia. And Amanda over there for having me on the show. Had a lot of fun on ABC Radio. Man, it's just fun to go on the radio and fuck around with someone. I really don't know. The dude that was on, Kia was the host of the show. Like Kia Starmer, which I said to him, and I, th- I, don't, I don't know if he paid any attention to that. Kia Starmer being the leader of the opposition party in the UK. Um Yeah, when I got in there, I think, I don't, I don't know, yeah. I think he was just like, fucking hell, another comedian. Because he was like, what's the deal? And I was like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm doing my show. Do you know about my show? Do you know what it is? And he looked at me and he just went, no. (laughs) He was just like, no, mate. I don't know what your show is. 
Why the fuck would I know? I don't know who you are, cunt. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Why would you? Yep, you make a great point. Why would you know who I am? So I told him about the show. I was like, here's some questions you can ask, whatever. And um, and then he, and then he goes, what song would you like? And I was like, oh, of course. Could I please get uh, Ami Manera by the Gypsy Kings? That'd be awesome. And he cues it up and then he's like, all right, I'm going to the toilet. And when I come back, that song will be nearly done and then we'll start the interview. He goes to the toilet and the song that's playing is not Ami Manera by the Gypsy Kings. Not even close. It's some like Australian rap or some shit. I guess he's just messed up the cueing on Spotify. And he comes back and I'm like, hey, man, is this? And he's like, oh, fuck, completely the wrong song. So he puts Ami Manera on for like 30 seconds. And I'm like just vibing to it, loving the song, starting to sing a little bit. And then he just turns my mic on. <laughs> so I'm just singing now on air. He just turned my mic on, completely stitched me up, and then he faded the music out and we started the interview. But it was a lot of fun. I felt like he was trying to... I haven't done heaps of radio. I guess I've done a little bit now. There was the uh, amazing incident in Perth a few years ago where I went on student radio and they asked me explicitly to not swear, but it was before I quit drinking and I was hungover and I was just whatever. And I dro- I was like... I just dropped a fuck like in a way of I'm thinking, just like, and fucking... And the hosts on the other end, I was on the phone. They were just like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like poor young dudes who were just excited to be interviewing me because they saw me at the comedy club the night before and uh, had no fucking idea whatsoever how to deal with me saying fuck on air, completely froze up. And uh, I messaged them later after the interview. I was like, hey, so sorry for saying that. And they just didn't reply. <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, I've done that. I've done a few other things on the radio, but I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable, but I guess the thing is just to drop in a few of your jokes conversationally. Right. But this guy yesterday, I kind of felt like he was testing me a little bit. Um, he's obviously been working in radio for a long, long time, seen plenty of people come through who are probably not that interesting to talk to. And, uh, it felt like he was just kind of nudging me a little bit to see what I had. And so I just pushed back a bit it started giving him a bit of shit and having a go at him and then he warmed up and we had a great conversation and uh, talked about my show. He was like, where is it? And I was like, it's at the Paramore. And he was like, where's that? I was like, I don't know, mate. Fuck. I just got into cans yesterday. You're from here. You know where... Put it in Google. Fuck off. <laughs> like, why would I know where it is, you fucking idiot? <laughs> And he was like, oh, I'm sensing a bit of that anger there. I was like, yeah, I'm angry, all right? Shut up. <laughs> and then he started laughing, and that was fun. Um, I'm really looking at... He said he was going to come to my show. We had a great chat afterwards. We went. He bought me breakfast, which was nice. Old man buying the young buck a bit of grub. And uh, we had a lovely chat about comedy, and he's lived in New York and L.A. and knew all these comics from back in the day just lo- clearly loves stand-up and so we were just kind of nerding out about that he was like yeah man i'll come to your show it's really cool so um thanks to those guys for having me on their their show yesterday what else have i got to talk about i don't know that i have another story really maybe i'll tell this story that i've been telling on stage i told this on stage last week and actually this does have something to do with sex so it fits the theme <sighs> so last week this is on Monday. I do, I'm do. i working at my job and uh, the breakup, still very fresh. 
and we get to uh, this one house and the customer is uh, like a lady my age and she's just gone through a divorce and she's talking about her divorce and um, she's talking about it a lot and quite, you know, open about the personal details and she's talking about sex. She's telling me she's a sugar baby. She's like, do you know what a sugar baby is, Aiden? I'm like, I know what a sugar baby is, yes. At one point she said, Aiden, I just, I love to fuck. She said that, right? I've been telling the story on stage a little bit recently. And um, I guess in my mind, when she's saying all this stuff to me, I'm starting to think like, and she's pretty, so I'm like, all right, okay, am I, is this the rebound that, you know, I didn't know I was looking for? Um, so we're moving her stuff, moving her stuff, and it's clearly a pretty emotional time for her because of the breakup and she's moving house and, and you know, a lot of stuff's going on in her life. And her friends show up and then and they start kind of comforting her and we're just getting on with the move and we go to the next place and uh, I, I, I'm trying to be like, you know, I don't want to be unprofessional but I'm also picking up signals from her. So I'm trying to figure out how can I let her know that I'm like picking up what I believe she's putting down while still not crossing the line into being unprofessional, right? Because I want to do that because I've been fired enough fucking times. I don't want to make her uncomfortable. So uh, I just messaged her on my phone when we were coming back from lunch just to be like, hey, I told her I'll message you when we get back from lunch. And I was messaging her just going, hey, we're with Zayden. We're five minutes away from your house. Just letting you know. And she said, cool. And that was my way of being like, also, by the way, this is my number. I message clients off my personal phone all the time. It's not, you know. So um, we get to her house. We unload the stuff. And just at the end of the job, this is an honest mistake, I, uh, I left my work jumper at the pickup address because I just am an idiot. I took it off and I forgot it. So I say to her, hey, can we go back now? It's five minutes down the road. I would need you to let me in, but I just got to grab my jumper. I left it there because I'm an idiot. And she's like, she goes, oh, could you maybe just come round like another time and pick it up? And I'm like okay, that's absolutely, you know, it would have been so easy for us to go five minutes down the road and me to get my jumper. But she's suggested, apropos of nothing, her own, like, you know, let's meet another time in our own time. And I'm like, that sounds like she's given me a little in there. So I'm like, okay, cool, you know, great. I've got your number. I said to her, I've got your number. Thanks for all your help today, and I'll message you about a time to pick my jumper up. And I'm on the drive home, trying to keep it to myself, but I'm really just thinking like, Aiden Jones, you are back. You're back. This is the rebound, you know? This is like, this is it. I kind of feel like what I was thinking was like, she's going through a breakup, I'm going through a breakup. We're both just, we're going to have crazy sex. This isn't an emotional thing. This isn't a like or I really like you thing. This is just like, we're going to fuck and it's going to be dirty and, you know, bad but good. Like unleashing all of those negative things about sex. And now that I think about it, what I was thinking of is like, I just wanted to have that kind of shameful sex, which I'm actually trying to get away from. But I gave into it. I was like, you know what? It feels like the opportunity's there and I'm going to take that opportunity. So I get home. I have dinner. And I'm waiting. I like. I don't want to do it straight away, but I wait till after dinner, and then I message her. I say, "Hey, really nice to meet you today. Also, when would be a good time for me to come around and grab my jumper?" 
And she, and I'm thinking like, is it going to be tonight? I'm thinking like, maybe it's going to be tonight, you know? Maybe she's going to just be like, come round tonight. <laughs> and like, and bring, you know, like, bring your fucking leather. <laughs> like, I'm really letting the fantasy get away from me here. And at no point has she indicated that it's at that level of what I don't fucking know what I was thinking. But her response was just, um, oh, maybe I'll just leave it outside in like a plastic bag for you. <laughs> so, in that one reply not only am I not getting laid now but also I have to go to the other side of the fucking city to pick up a jumper that I've already got a replacement jumper from work they're free I don't need the jumper but now I've committed to going and getting the jumper it's an hour and a half away on the train I've completely fucked myself and uh, thank god I had the dignity to just the next morning go hey you know what actually I don't need the jumper back that bad I got one from work thanks anyway throw it in the bin have a good one and I think that was kind of the universe's way of dangling something in front of me to be like, because I look, in the breakup, I feel like I did the right thing and I feel like I was making a decision that was a strong, positive decision for myself and like a step in the right direction, something that's hard, but ultimately the right thing. And I guess that little opportunity or that, idea in my mind that she was coming on to me and that this was an opportunity for me to fuck that was a temptation that's what the word i'm looking for it was a temptation it was like i did the right thing and i'm going down the good track and then there was straight away a little temptation to be like hey do you want to go off of that track and do like a bad thing and i took it i took the road and it ended up being a dead end road to nowhere and uh, it was like, you know what, man? That fucking serves you right. For um, You made a good decision and then straight away you made a bad decision and the bad decision led you to nowhere and it smacked you in the face. And I can only laugh at myself for having found myself in that situation because you know what? That's what I deserve. <laughs> that, was, that hit kind of like mean, wasn't it, didn't it? Maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I don't deserve that. Maybe I should be kinder to myself. I don't deserve that, but it's just a funny lesson. Something funny. Whatever. It's a story. I don't need to read too deeply into it. <sighs> I just am trying... To, oh, there was something else that I wanted to say about this. I just am trying to not think... That's it. Right. Because if I was really engaging with her on a human level, I wouldn't... I would have stopped trying to flirt with her and I would have seen this is just a person who's hurting. Right? This is just someone who's going through a breakup and I'm going through a breakup and I could have just... I could have said that. I could have just been like, hey, me and my girlfriend. When she was talking about her breakup, I could have said, you know, me and my girlfriend broke up last week and I'm hurting. I'm, you know, I feel really sad. I miss her. But I didn't say that. And you know why I didn't say that? Because in my head, I was like, don't talk about your breakup, Aiden. That's not sexy. And I was trying to, I was trying to have sex. And so I didn't say the thing that I was really feeling because I was trying to cover that up because I was trying to fuck. And that was a moment of weakness. It was. It was a moment of weakness and I missed an opportunity to connect with this person in a human way and go, hey man, I can see you're hurting. I'm hurting too. Isn't that nice? I understand and I empathize with you, but I didn't do that because I was like, maybe she wants to fuck. And in doing so, I... <laughs> I fucking almost 
out of shame and, you know, like pride, forced myself to travel an hour and a half each way across town to pick up a jumper. And thank God I've managed to fucking get the last second go, you know what, I don't need to do that. But I just, well, whatever. We get the point. I'm running out of the, I don't have a fucking strong ending for this. <sighs> but that's the podcast for this week. I hope you guys have got some good relationships with sex in your life because it's important. Sex is cool and fun and it's a joyous celebration of life that you can share with someone. It doesn't need to be private or something that you keep to yourself or are ashamed of. Don't be ashamed of sex. It's great. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.